Happy Friday, everyone. On today's show, we've got a look at the NHL playoff format. Should they make any changes? Uh, the Sens are retiring a fan favorite. Connor McDavid is nearing that 100-point mark. Plus, we've got a preview of the weekend ahead, including the stadium series game in Cal Carolina, all that and more on today's Locked On NHL. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, welcome to the Friday show for Locked On NHL. I am Rachel Donner from Locked On Flyers. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here each and every Friday with Gil Martin from Locked On Islanders. You can find him on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. Thanks for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We're free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Plus, you can watch us over on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. How you doing, Gil? I am good. It's Friday. Big weekend of hockey coming up and uh, looking forward to it. How yeah, we've you? got a, a whole bunch of good stuff happening this weekend in the NHL. Uh, from last night, Seth Jarvis got his first career hat trick, and uh, he's only 21. So that's pretty cool for one of the younger kids in Carolina to do so. And that kind of bodes well for Carolina heading into the stadium series this weekend. Yeah, it, it really does. And, you know, Carolina's been playing some some good hockey and to have a young player like Jarvis stepping up and 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 having a big game like that really sets the stage. And they're 9-1-0 in their last 10. So uh, they're actually sort of, you know, putting – they're getting closer to Boston. Not that they're necessarily going to catch them yet, but they are within seven points. Yeah, they are playing really good hockey and they've you know added some distance between them and the New Jersey Devils as of late, uh, you know, who are 6-2-2 two and two in their last 10 and haven't been playing quite to the level that they were earlier. And then, of course, in that stadium series matchup, they're facing the Washington Capitals who are in a bit of a difficult situation right now. They've lost three in a row and are playing without Alex Ovechkin, who's unfortunately away due to the death of his father. Yeah, that's uh, unfortunate. And we send our condolences to Ovi and his and his family. But uh, tough timing uh, from a hockey standpoint for the Capitals. They are battling very hard in a tight race for the last couple of playoff spots of the Eastern Conference. And missing Alexander Ovechkin, who's not only their best player, but their leader. It, it's a, a really tough time for them. It, it really is. And, you know, as we get closer and closer to the playoffs, which of course we're going to be talking about a bit 
uh, on the show today, you know, every single point counts. And, you know, when you're a team like the Caps, who is maybe, you know, as we've been saying for a couple of years now, we're on, you know, the tail end of whatever window they have to be successful in a playoff run, you know, just not being able to have the chance to get these points is a huge deal. Now, you know, obviously they still have to play the game, but, you know, Carolina has been looking to have a marquee matchup, like in one of these outdoor games for a while now, and to have one at home is a big deal. And so they're going to be wanting to put on a good show for their home fans. Yeah, no question about that. And, and certainly the, you know, inspiration will be there and it'll be an event. I am, I am looking forward to seeing that and, you know, certainly a nationally televised audience in in the United States on ABC and, and a division rivalry. So you put all of those factors together and we should have a very entertaining hockey game coming up. Yeah. Um, Also happening this weekend in tonight's game between the Edmonton Oilers and New York Rangers, Connor McDavid uh, is sitting at the 99 point mark right now. So it's entirely possible he hits 100 points in that game. And man, he is just tearing it up this season. If he hits that point, which of course he will, uh, it'll be his sixth season at a hundred points or more. And, you know, when you talk about generational talents and when he was drafted, you know, there's always this question mark in the back of your minds, like, is is he going to pan out? Right. And he has definitely panned out. Yeah. Very little doubt about the panning out. And yeah, you look at it this way. He is looking to become only the seventh player in NHL history to get a hundred points in 56 games multiple times. The only other players to do it, Gretzky, Lemieux, Mike Bossy, Phil Esposito, Yari Curry, Guy Lafleur. You can't do too much better than that group. You cannot. And, you know, there's been speculation in terms of what his point total could be at the end of the season, given the pace that he's on. You know, he could hit well above 60 goals, uh, you know, depending on how things play out but you know I'm thinking he gets 125 130 points by the time the season's up it looks very possible and just as a as a little aside if he has a really big night tonight he would get he needs four points to get to 800 points for his career so uh he's closing in on a bunch of milestones yeah, definitely a game to keep an eye on tonight. And the Rangers, you know, are playing really good hockey right now, and they're not going to want to be the team to to have him hit that mark against. So uh, we'll we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, also happening tonight, the Ottawa Senators are retiring the jersey of fan favorite Chris Neal uh, in a game against the Chicago Blackhawks and. Chris Neal has been such a, a fun story here to get his jersey retired just because, you know, obviously he's not a prolific scorer by any means. 112 goals, 138 assists, uh, but he played over a thousand regular season games. He was drafted by the Senators in 1998 and, you know, played with the organization his entire career. As I said, fan favorite. 
um, real physical guy, right? That's what he was out there for. So I'm just wondering how you feel about, you know, teams retiring jersey numbers of players like this versus guys with, you know, huge accomplishments. I I like it if you don't overdo it. I mean, to me, you're retiring a guy's jersey for what he meant to the franchise. And a guy like Chris Neal, who was 15 years with the Ottawa Senators, now is working for the team, a fan favorite, uh, drafted by the team, spends his whole career in Ottawa. You know, I, I think about <clears throat> from an Islanders perspective, Bob Nystrom has his number retired. He's not making the Hall of Fame, but he was Mr. Islander. And I think in a lot of the way, uh, a, a lot of the same ways, Chris Neal is Mr. Senator. And to have his number retired and for what he meant to the franchise and the fans, I think it, it does make a lot of sense. Yeah, it, it really does. And I know, you know, Ottawa has been struggling this season a little bit they've been playing much better as of late but i think that having this ceremony in a game against a team like the blackhawks honestly uh, bodes well for the outcome of the game so it should be you know an exciting night for sens fans all around and uh hopefully it'll be a good one for them yeah it'll be a nice moment for Sens fans and certainly for Chris Neal and, and his family. So yeah, it'll, it'll be a, a touching evening. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Looking forward to that one. All right. We are going to dig into the current NHL playoff format and ask if we would make any changes to it. Like some players like Sidney Crosby suggested over the all-star break. And we'll do that coming up next. This episode is brought to you by <clears throat> Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, or my personal favorite, cookies and cream. And they're not just good tasting but they're good for you. The macros are incredible, only 130 calories and four grams of sugar per bar, but they pack a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now, we've been telling you, you can go to built.com and, and order your favorite flavor, but now you could also get them in person. Just go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and you can pick up a box right away. So, Check out the best tasting protein bar on the market, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, Built Bar. All right. So, Gil, the playoffs. There has been a lot of conversation recently about the NHL playoffs and should we change the system and how the seating works. And, you know, the NHL hasn't really changed much in a number of years. So right now we have this current system with the top three teams in each division make the playoffs. You got two wild card teams in the conference. Then you have the top division winner playing the number two wild card. The other division winner plays the number one wild card. And then the two versus three in each division play each other in that first round. But then teams are not reseeded. So the 
the first round gets a lot of really great divisional matchups in it. And then the second round is super wonky and stays in division. So you have these locked in matchups where, you know, sometimes in the second round, you could have like the number one and the number three team in the conference playing each other just because that's the way it worked out. And, you know, there's been a, a bunch of criticism of that recently because they're they're right. You know, the second round is very wonky in the NHL playoffs. It's wonky and it's it's kind of unfair in the fact that they don't reseed. They used to reseed way back right. in the day. And I think that makes more sense. That's one of the things I would definitely change because you in my mind, you always want to reward the better teams for their success in the regular season. That's why. You know, it, it's always better to be the number one seed. You're supposed to play the lowest remaining team. You're supposed to have home ice advantage. And to sort of take that away because you don't reseed doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense to me. I, I, I think you should be consistent in that regard. And then to me, the other big issue is like right now, you have Toronto and Tampa Bay. It's about 97, 98% certain they're going to meet in the first round. And right. to know that two, two months before the season ends, when you still have, you know, 27 games left on your schedule, that that's a little bit uh, odd. And you're also having two of the better teams. I would have to say Toronto and Tampa Bay are two of the best five or six teams in, in hockey right now. And to have them having to go head to head in the first round again, the best teams are not getting rewarded for their great regular seasons. Exactly. And, you know, if you go way back to like the late 70s, early 80s, they mixed it up entirely in the league. So it wasn't even conference based. And so that's how way back we got my Flyers and your Islanders playing in the Stanley Cup final Um and you know, that was actually pretty exciting. I, I don't know if anybody is really looking to do that per se, but it's worth bringing up in the discussion just because if you look at the you know, current standings of the league overall and you see that the Eastern Conference has the first six slots right now in terms of points, like, is it fair that they're getting quote unquote punished because, you know, they're all in the same conference. So somebody has to move down in the rankings and, you know, are the, the Western conference teams getting an unfair advantage by playing weaker teams? They, they are. And look, you can't eliminate that entirely. There is always going to be uh, right. a little bit of, of unevenness in that respect, but Look, I understand why the league did what they did. They wanted to encourage rivalries in the first round of the playoffs. That brings the intensity. That brings fans out. I mean, if I look at it this way, the Islanders and the Rangers have not met in the playoffs since 1994. And under the old format, they met in 1975, 79, 81, 82, 83, 84, 90, and 94. So, you know, that I think was good for hockey in the New York area, having 
the Islanders and the Rangers go head to head with in, in playoff series, having the Islanders play the Flyers, the the Penguins, and the Capitals going head to head a lot in the playoffs. Getting these rivalries meeting in the playoffs is a good thing, but it's coming at the expense of fairness, and I I, I think it just has tilted too much in the other direction. I would like to see them just go in conference and seed them one through eight and then reseed after each round. And no, it doesn't eliminate a possible disparity between the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, but you can't fix everything. So I, right. I, I would prefer one versus eight in each conference. It just, to me, makes a lot more sense and increases fairness. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. I think that's sort of the happy medium here, right? Because, you know, for me, when you look at the NHL, uh, and of course, like, I'm a soccer person as well. So I think about, you know, Premier League, where you just have, you know, the top team at the end of the regular season, that's it. They've won the league, right? And so the playoffs are obviously a North American thing here that, that we do. And you know, without having the reseeding, it really further delineates the regular season versus this playoffs and that it's almost two different seasons of hockey being played. And I know we downplay the president's trophy, but in our system, it should be more of a thing because it really is a separate season that just gets you to a certain point. And then we have this separate tournament that's the playoffs and without the reseeding to further connect it to the regular season results. I I think it really just, again, furthers that divide and makes it almost two different seasons of hockey. And I don't like that as much. Yeah. And, and then again, you look at fairness. So if you're Tampa Bay, let's say you face Toronto in the first round, and then if you win, you get to play Boston, most likely. Uh, I mean... Like, how is that okay? And you're one of the top five or six teams in the league, and yet you, you're going to face a, two more of the top five or six teams in the league in the first two rounds. Now, if you do survive, the conference final and the Stanley Cup final should be relatively easy com- by, by comparison. In if theory. you're not completely decimated. Right. right? If, if you survive it intact and you have anything left in the tank. So, yeah, there, there's just a little too much unfairness in my mind, the way it's set up right now. I like the rivalry idea, but it's not panning out and not working the way it should. And I think the wild card sort of puts a little, uh, you know, it, it diminishes that rivalry aspect anyway because of the way they cross over sometimes. Yeah, and it is interesting because if you look at, you know, what Gary Bettman has said about the regular season and them wanting to, you know, restructure that schedule a little bit to account for having more rivalries in it, like at a certain point, like we need to play other teams, right? Mm-hmm. So if the if the teams are playing each other potentially more in the regular season and then now we also have a playoff structure that emphasizes that in the first round, whereas in the regular season schedule, we always see more of those division matchups toward the end of the season. They always stack them up. It's almost too much at that point. And you do need to face other teams. And and if you connect that to the point uh, that you're making, you know, about the fairness aspect of it, and you need a reward, 
for doing well in the regular season, I think, you know, let the chips fall where they may and maybe create more rivalries in your league, heaven forbid, by having different matchups in the first round of the playoffs and have those division rivalries more settle in in the second round, which I think makes more sense. Yeah, I think back to the 90s when there was a rivalry between Colorado and Detroit and they weren't division rivals. But they no. were just two teams that were consistently good and met in the playoffs all the time. And so you developed that rivalry as a result. And there was some bad blood between those two teams uh, at that point. So, uh, you know, when those things happen naturally, I, I, I like that. That brings a, a different level. And you're sort of preventing that from happening the way it's formatted right now. Yeah. All right. So I, I feel like we've worked this out, NHL, right? You know. <laughs> We're going to go back to the reseeding thing. We'll keep the structure the same, but we'll do it one through eight and then reseed in the, in the later rounds. I'm all for it. All right. Well, now that we've solved that problem for the NHL, you're welcome. Uh, we are going to take a look ahead at this weekend's action around the league and uh, pick out some games for you to watch. All right, Gil, we've got a big weekend of hockey in the NHL. And tonight, uh, we've already talked a little bit about the Rangers-Oilers matchup with McDavid on the verge of his 100th point. But I want to talk about the Rangers a little bit in this matchup. You know, they're 8-1-1 and with six straight wins. Uh, recently, uh, Panarin has been on an absolute tear, and the Tarasenko deal seems to be working out real well for them at the moment. So, you know, I think that it's going to be a real tough matchup for Edmonton. It is, and and the the good news, if you're uh, an Oilers fan, at least the game is at home, uh, making the Rangers travel. But yeah, this is this is a tough matchup right now. The Rangers are absolutely red hot but you know what uh edmonton six one and three in their last 10 although they've lost two in a row they are in a very tight matchup as well out west as far as playoff seeding is concerned both teams need the points and that's what i love about this time of year yeah we're really starting to get into it with every game having a lot more meaning in terms of these playoff races and potential matchups that we were just talking about. But uh, I think another interesting thing this weekend is the New York, your New York Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins both have back-to-backs on Friday and Saturday. And there's some matchups against each other, right? So the Pens are at the Isles uh, tonight and then the Isles face Boston on Saturday. So how are you feeling about that back-to-back? Yeah, that's a it's a gauntlet, and the schedule gets hard for the Islanders now. I will say it this way, though. The Islanders against the Penguins tonight on the island is a must-win game for the New York Islanders if they want to have a shot at the playoffs. Pittsburgh has, uh, I believe it's four games in hand on the Islanders, and... You know, that's that's they're only two points ahead of the Islanders. But with four games in hand, if you lose to Pittsburgh, the the chances of you catching them are somewhere between slim and none. So a regulation win would be good. 
I'd love to get at least a point against Boston, which is certainly not going to be easy on the road, but they've got to have the two points against Pittsburgh tonight. Yeah. And then, you know, after that, the Pens are playing the Devils, which is another tough matchup for the Pens. Again, like you said, they're, they really need the points. And this is going to be a rough back to back for them simply because the Islanders are going to wear them out uh, Friday night. I firmly believe that based on the Islanders style of play that they have. And, you know, this Saturday game for the Pens, you know, again, they really need the points. It's also a statement game. Can they compete against the Devils who are ahead of them in the division? And so I would definitely be keeping an eye on that part of the Metro this weekend. Yeah, some really, really important matchups coming up. And then uh, tonight, one other matchup I, I think is interesting, the Dallas Stars at Minnesota Wild. Yeah, both teams need the game. And and I, you know, first of all, you have the former Minnesota franchise against the current Minnesota franchise. But right now, Dallas uh, has the best record in the Western Conference by one point over Vegas, two points over Winnipeg, three points over Seattle, four points over L.A., five points over Edmonton. That's how tight it is right now. And, and every game is critical while Minnesota right now clinging to that final wild card spot in the Western conference. So they need every point they can get. And they're kind of slumping right now, three, six, and one in their last 10 losers of their last two. So vital game for both teams. Yeah. I feel like with the wild, it's been feast or famine with them and it's nothing. Yeah. So I think this is going to be a huge game for them to see, you know, if they really have it in them to, to make the playoffs even this year which would be a huge disappointment and step backward if the wild were to be out of the playoff picture uh this season uh saturday continues to be a a really good day again we've we've talked about those metro division matchups already then we have montreal at toronto for hockey night in canada yeah, that, I mean, one of the great traditional rivalries in hockey. And no, the Canadians are not an elite team. They're still in rebuilding mode. But they've played a little better as of late. And anytime Montreal and Toronto face off on the ice, you know it's going to be a good game. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about the stadium series matchup, but the NHL did a mostly decent job clearing the schedule. So we have a bunch of afternoon games. We have the one hockey night in Canada game, and then all of the remaining games, which there's like five of them are on the West coast. So they will start pretty likely, you know, toward the tail end of the stadium series game, but we've got the Rangers at Calgary, which again should be a pretty big game. Calgary again is in this awful roller coaster right now. Uh, Detroit is in Seattle. Buffalo is in San Jose and uh, the Flyers are in Vancouver. And I only bring up the Flyers Vancouver game is because they're probably going to be the most scouts there of any (laughs) matchup this weekend in terms of being sellers at the trade deadline. Yeah, you you will probably have a a whole lot of a full press box. Let's put it that way with scouts in attendance and, uh, you know, a lot of players who could be headed elsewhere at the trade deadline, which is getting 
very close. We are uh, exactly two weeks away right now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll see if more trades happen on the earlier side of that deadline. Um, maybe, you know, they'll take a, a hint from the Bo Horvat deal or the Tarasenko deal. And uh, we'll see how that plays out over the next little bit. But in the meantime, you know, a lot of good hockey happening late on Saturday night. And then, of course, it's it's a lighter schedule on Sunday. But I would say Edmonton at Colorado is the biggest one Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and obviously if McDavid doesn't get his 100th point against the Rangers, he'll have another opportunity against the Abs. So uh, big game there. And, and these two teams are also neck and neck in the standings. So it should be a really good one. Yeah, and I would also say Winnipeg at New Jersey will be a big game. Winnipeg has struggled a little bit, but they're still you know high in the division. It's just... Um, you know, can they carry this through toward the end of the season? So I'm looking forward to that matchup as well. Should be a good one. And and I'll tell you this, the Devils are for real. They may have arrived a year sooner than most people thought, but they are a tough team to face. Absolutely. All right, that will do it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Of course, Gil will be back on Monday with his show, checking in on NHL teams with hosts from around the league. We'll both be back next Friday to recap the week that was and talk about some other pressing issues beyond the playoff format in the league. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. Gil is on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. Have a great weekend, everyone.